everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Lewis Russell of Creative You, and welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. And today I have with me Lee Clements. Lee was one of our presenters for the Loving Healing Creating Summit that we ran in February from 2nd to 14th, and we absolutely loved having her. You can still get access to that summit at www.creativeview.ca. So Lee is a mixed media artist, art journaler, and art teacher living in Melbourne, Australia. She believes that Excuse me. She believes that we all have inherent creativity and inspiring, encouraging others to find their voice through creative exp exploration and expression, regardless of experience or artistic ability, is deeply gratifying and is her passion. Lee is a firm advocate for art journaling as a tool for mental well being. Her art journal pages are a mixture of inner reflection, contemplation, and healing, as well as inspiring quotes, light bulb moments, and treasured memories. Incorporating personal symbology, she draws inspiration from the organic beauty of nature and the many facets of the human face and the meditative process of mandalas. Lee says, my art journal is the place where I can express myself honestly, unashamedly, unconditionally, thoughtfully, and playfully. It is the place that brings me back to center and grounds me. It is my place of comfort and healing, a place to explore and play, and foremost, a place where I can just be. Wow. Welcome, Lee. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that was a bit of a mouthful, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was, but it was really heartfelt. So I really, I really like that. Very heartfelt. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's lovely yes, to be well, here. I'm quite excited to get into our questions and, and get, give everyone a chance to get to know you. And can you share some of your story and your path that you've taken? Um, I, I grew up with, um, I grew up in a family where um, we were encouraged to create and make things. My mum was a ticket writer, but also an artist. And she was always making things as well as um, doing her ticket writing. Um, and our projects were big scale things. And we just once we got into them, I just loved it. We, we just couldn't stop and it was um, fantastic. All my books were coloured in and, um, yeah, it was, she just gave me um, the inspiration to try different things mm -hmm. and I think that uh, watching her draw and paint, that really inspired me and, and gave me the bug. So that's where I started. Um, and I just started pencil drawing. And then fast forward to uh, I married... Um, I met someone overseas and I married him and moved um, from Sydney to Melbourne and life, uh, the, the art took a backseat while life came in then and um, the big move and then having um, children and one day my neighbour said to me, do you want to try your hand at folk art? And I thought, what is this, this art film? So 
uh, we went. Our kids were young and they were in kinder. And, yeah, it just gave me the bug again. And I went from there to decorative painting. Then I um, started doing oils, realism in oils. Um, and then I saw uh, Flora Bowley and thought, oh, this looks fun. And I did a workshop with um, Tracy Verdugo. Um, I did an online art journal class. I saw Journal Artista doing um, art journaling. And it all started coming together. And I just was enamoured with this style of art and the way that I could express myself through art. Um, yeah, so it just, it just went from there. And as soon as I, I changed my art style, um, I still like the realism in the drawings and, and I'd love to get back into oils, but now I find I'm too impatient for it to dry. So <laughs> I, I just love this art journaling. Um, and, yeah, I started teaching in-person classes um, in a local scrapbook shop um, until they unfortunately closed down. And then Effie uh, had invited me on as a guest teacher for Book of Days last year. And thankfully, um, she's been gracious enough to have me back the next year as well. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, apart from that, I've just had exhibitions in my local uh, council. Each year they have an art space program and you have to submit to have an exhibition. So I've been lucky enough to be chosen for that for the last five years. So, yeah, it's just um, been a bit of a roller coaster the last couple of years. But. Yeah, it's been good and I like where it's going. I'm sort of thinking of new things and heading off in di different directions. Mm -hmm. um, still doing art journaling, but just, yeah, diff in my career. So, yeah. Yeah, no, so, that's excellent. Yeah, that's my art journey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so what does healing with creativity mean to you? Um, healing with creativity is... The creativity side of it is a way for me to actually work through my emotions. Um, I've tried just written journaling. And I, while I do, I can sit down and write six pages at a time and, and get it all out. Sometimes I still don't feel as if I've expressed it properly or, um, yeah, I don't know. My fingers are still itching to do something. And I just find combining that with, with art um, is just a way for me to lose myself in the process as well, but also then express in a visual way what's going on inside. And I can actually, it actually helps me work through it. So sometimes I can work through it in just written journaling, but not often. Sometimes I'll just get it out and then I'll think where to from here. Um, I've, I've, I've got all that out on paper, but I need to express it differently. Um, and maybe change a perspective on how I'm looking at things. And creativity does that for me. Right. Yeah, it helps me dig really deep. It's sort of trance-like. You know, if you get in the zone um, and I'm painting, I can block everything else out. And it's, and it's not that I'm actually clearing my mind. It's actually letting, every, it, letting emotions and that come in. So yes. you clear out the distractions of work and everyday life and um, everything else. And it allows you to actually bring up those emotions and thoughts and then work through them. I totally agree. 
I, and I've say that often, like in, uh, I do healing with creativity is what, what I mostly do with uh, women. And when you're, especially I find with painting, we do a lot of different creative acts, but with painting, you just get into that zone and it just, it is, it's yeah. med- very meditative and it allows you to, to pro- process Definitely. things and yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I find that I can process so much more. And even sometimes you don't realize you're processing it until the end. Mm-hmm. So you'll be so lost in a moment and you'll actually, you'll come to a point and it's like an aha moment and you'll look at it and go, oh, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. That, that's the answer that I'm looking for or that's the way that I need to think of things or, um, yeah, just the feeling of healing is that you, you're feeling that you're moving past some, a challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what would you uh, say is the driving force that inspires you? I think for me, uh, the driving force is um, helping others see what a valuable tool this is. Um, Yeah, I I think that's it. I think it's, um, I want everybody to experience what I get out of art yeah. and creativity um, and I want them to feel the trans- transformative effect that it has. Um, yeah, because I, I sort of see others that are, um, I don't know, sometimes people are lost and they say they're lost and they need something and I just think, you know, there's so much in creativity that you could try um, to just tap into yourself and get rid of the distractions. Um, you know, there's so many distractions in this world now that I think people can lose themselves a little bit. And I think um, it can just bring them either a bit of peace or and healing. Yeah, I think that's the driving force for me. I just want everybody to experience what I feel yeah. when, I, when I do it. Mm. Yeah, totally, totally understand that one. And is there a past pain that's informed your life purpose or or some way that you want to specifically use what you do to contribute in life? Uh, yeah, there is actually. Um, I have a, um, I have two boys, but my youngest son um, was diagnosed with um, mild autism when he was two and a half. Mm-hmm. And while he's had some monumental achievements in his life, we've also obviously had a few challenges and that's ongoing and will be ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three years ago, I had um, the upsetting task of putting my mum in a nursing home. Um, she has advanced dementia. And my dad tried to look after her there interstate, um, 900 kilometres away. So um, I sort of had to um, convince him that, that that was the right thing to do because he felt guilty, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I continue to care for them remotely he's on he still wants to live at home um and that's fine he's doing fantastic um he is such an inspiration for me mm-hmm. um so i think i really lent leaned into my creativity to help me through uh the the grief the sorrow the guilt um working through how i look at things um yes and it's I think I want my my um, life purpose, and this is where I I see that 
I'm talking about a career change um, is to help others in my son and my mum and my dad's situation mm-hmm. and also mine because I'm a sandwich carer and now sandwich generation carer right. um, and I just want to help others. If I, if I can do something to give back to them because I had a lot of help when my son was first diagnosed and I still get a lot of help um, and I've had some terrific people in the healthcare industry help me with my mum and my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can do something to help others, um, that, that's what I want to do. And if I can do that through creativity and art, that, that's what's, yeah, really lighting my fire at the moment because, um, yeah, there's a lot of people hurting out there that feel alone mm-hmm. and um, if they can have just something to do like this that helps them through those emotions, then, yeah, that's, that's what I, I want to do. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many transitions in life and creativity when we use that to help us work through those transitions it's it's amazing yeah. it is it really yeah is. it's really helped me I, i'd be lost without it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i totally yeah. understand that sure. yeah. yeah so what is your favorite creative healing modality uh i, I think i've got to say art journaling as a mm-hmm. healing creative modality um combining that with mandalas Mm. Um, I find them incredibly um, peaceful. That just it, it lowers my stress levels within minutes um, of me starting a mandala. Um, I think the repetitive nature of the mandala is, um, yeah, as I said before, it's, it's not to empty your mind. It's mm-hmm. just to calm it down a bit so you can actually think through things um, without rushing and mm-hmm. Um, getting overwhelmed um, the art journaling yeah combining the words and the art um, that that's got to be it for me because you can just work through so much right yeah yeah that makes, yeah. yeah yeah I totally agree yeah. with that. Mm. so what would you say is your greatest accomplishment to date um, well I think um, it's combined with what I've been through in my home life um, and I think that's built my resilience. Um, so I couldn't think of just one accomplishment. I, I mean, fam- my family and bringing up my son with special needs, um, I think, you know, just bringing up a family I think is a great accomplishment for anybody. <laughs> um, but I think if we're talking creativity-wise, then... I think it's the fact that I've been able to um, use that to help me and to help all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think um, I've found, yeah, as I said, I've found resilience through that. And it's actually given me the um, ability to actually step out of my comfort zone. And I, and I, the last couple of years I have done that and putting myself out there um, into art exhibitions and um, teaching online like in the book of days I couldn't have done that years ago so I think yeah it's it's all combined I can't just say one thing I think mm-hmm. it all sort of is, is a stepping stone to um, where I am now but I think I think overcoming my fears and building resilience is probably what yeah. I'd say 
is, is my biggest accomplishment. That seems like a really great one. So, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, th- I thought of that and I thought, how am I going to answer? What do I pick? <laughs> That's a great one. So if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would it be? Um, that for me would be building more compassion. Um, I touched on it before when I said we're so distracted in this world now with social media and um, um, and people are being so hard on themselves, but they're also hard on others. So I'm thinking, uh, I'm talking about compassion for the self and compassion mm-hmm. for others because there's so much pressure um, from outside influences um, that I think people can, yeah, as I said, they put so much pressure on themselves. They they get into this, um, I don't know what it is, this altered mode of thinking that they have to have these likes and they have to have, you know, people following them and, and I have to look like that person in social media. Um, mm-hmm. And they just need to come back and be compassionate with themselves and, and um, have a bit of kindness for themselves, but also in that vein, have kindness for others. Um, I, I think society's lost that a little bit. While there's a lot of people that are kind and compassionate to others, I think there's a, a very big void of people that, that uh, aren't. And I think, yeah, we just all need, we could all heal by just being kind and compassionate to other people. Yes. Just being oh. a bit more respectful. Mm. Yes. And yeah. just realising that what you're going through um, is, is, is valid as well, but also other people are going through things as well. Mm-hmm. Just having compassion for that. Yeah. It, it, and it's so true. We never know what people are going through. And, you know, people tend to put on that brave face and they're always smiling and, you know, or maybe they're snappy one day, but you never know what's going on in the background. Right. And I, and I've always thought, I always remind myself that people are doing the best they can at the time. Mm -hmm. So in whatever, however that manifests for them, they're doing the best that they can. And I think if we just remind ourselves of that, sometimes we can um, just hold a little bit of space for them. And also, hopefully, then that is held for us as well. Right. But we've got to hold that for us as well, too. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes we beat ourselves up the most. It's true. Oh, we do. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially as creatives, that's something that we're, we're almost oh, yes. conditioned to do. Oh, yes. Now we're talking about imposter syndrome and <laughs> yeah. not being good enough. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's always a challenge. Yeah. Definitely. So I think that really fits with that. My next question was, what inspirational advice would you give to someone who's struggling? And I think, I mean, you can expand on that, but you definitely touched on that with the last one. Yeah, I think so. And I, um, I saw a quote by Brene Brown um, that we don't have to do it all alone and that we were never meant to. Mm-hmm. And I think my advice is um, additional to um, holding a space of compassion for yourself is actually reaching out sometimes. And sometimes that doesn't have to be a big thing. You could just ask someone for a hug mm-hmm. or just say to someone, I'm feeling down. Can you just, can we just go for a coffee? Yeah. Um, but it might be, can you help me with the housework? Mm-hmm. So I, I think we need to ask, ask for help 
in whatever form that is um, and try not to do it all alone because that's that's heavy. That's heavy to try and do it all on your own when there's people out there that can help you. But sometimes they don't know what you need. Um, I think we can sort of think, oh, they should know what I need because they see the situation I'm in. But it, it, it doesn't, they don't know sometimes. So, yeah. yeah, sometimes all it is is I just need a hug. Can I just have a hug? And that can be the difference. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, a friend yesterday who, who's like, can I come for coffee? I just need to talk to somebody. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, and we often think that we're not supposed to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, that oh, if, we, if we ask for help, then, you know, we should be able to do this. But that, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in asking for help. No. I feel like women are starting to learn that. I don't, maybe men too, I'm not too sure. But women, I know in my friend circle, they're getting much better at it. And I don't know if it's an age thing, like once you're, you know, in your fifties and later, um, yeah. if you get to that point where it's like, okay, I know I never would have done it when I was younger. So I don't know if age or just a change in the world. I'm not too sure, but it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either because I've always been one to just do it by myself. I think because, um, when I did move away from all my family and friends to move to Melbourne, um, I had to do a lot of things on my own and all my husband and I had to do things on our own. So we did get into that habit. Um, but particularly over the last three years, I've realised that, you know, that I'm going to burn out and I'll get overwhelmed if I don't. So, mm-hmm. And people are only too willing to give a helping hand. But it has been hard. It's been hard for me. But, yeah, I'm the same. I don't know whether it's the world or whether it's my age. Yeah. So. Yeah, could be a bit of both. Could be a bit of both. Let's hope it's the yeah. world. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. So you mentioned the Brene Brown quote. Uh, is that the inspirational quote that would sum up your life journey or do you have another one? That's a more recent one that I saw, but one that I keep referring back to in my life is a, I think it's a Wayne Dyer quote, but I don't know whether he got it from someone else. But when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And every, every time I, I go, I try to look for other quotes and I find other quotes elsewhere, but I always come back to that, it seems. If I'm mm-hmm. struggling with how to see something, um, yeah, and sometimes just a shift in perspective can just change everything and it doesn't mean that you're dismissing what's happening or what someone's done or how you're feeling it just means that maybe there's just a different way of looking at it Mm -hmm. so that you can actually find some peace and you can feel a bit better and help you actually move through it where sometimes if you get stuck focusing on one thing you just come up against a block and I find if you just shift your perspective like that just look at it differently Sometimes everything can just change about how you see that situation then. No, that's beautiful. Yes. Mm, and and yeah. so true, right? But we often forget it. So, no, that's why. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add that we may haven't discussed today um, for our listeners? Um, I don't think so. I think we've sort of touched on um, a lot of things. Um, I think in my art journaling in particular if we wanted to talk a little bit about um, 
how you are journaling, your inspiration. I get a mm -hmm. lot of inspiration from um, meditation and um, going for walks in nature, bringing in mindfulness. So I'm trying to bring in mindfulness all the time into things. Mm -hmm. um, and whether I was down at the beach um, the other month and just saw just a pattern on a rock and it just inspired me with the colours and the lines and things like that that normally you just, you know, walk along with your head up in the sky and don't see things. I think it's coming back to actually being mindful to what's around you and I think that's um, been very um, influential in my art journaling is being mindful about things. Mm -hmm. um, finding inspiration from different places and I think not we touched on imposter syndrome before but I think it's great to um, watch other people do um, their creative um, modalities but you know just have faith in yourself that what you're doing is right for you at the time Right. And don't put too much pressure on yourself that you have to be, you know, do that perfectly like somebody else. It's perfect for you. Yeah. It's perfect for you. Mm. That's, and that's a really good message because I think we do. We get caught up in everybody else does it better. But yeah, it's not definitely. competition, right? It's, it's no, no. the act of creating. Yeah. And there's room, there's room enough for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's absolutely. room enough for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I want to just thank you for being thank here and, and doing this. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for our listeners to listen and, and, and get a chance to experience more about you. So that's great. Yeah, so thank thank you. you so much. It's been lovely. Thank you very much for having me. All right.